Now in the remaining moments, if the Lord will give me utterance, I should there are a few things I should like to say to you. We have members of the church in all parts of the world. Some of the two of the anxious centers right today are over in Israel, where we've got a war raging. As yet, we don't know very much about uh, the extent of it. But it seems that Egypt and Syria are moving into areas of Israel. We've got uh, a few hundred of our students there. We have a branch. We've had anxious parents who've been wondering and watching and waiting. The word has come to us, you folks, that they're all safe and they're being watched over. You can be sure that we have shepherds of the flock and we will continue to pray with you that no harm will come. As we've had uh, this turmoil down in Chile, where we have thousands of members of the church, and we have uh, 200, almost 200 missionaries there, all the word that comes to us, and we have uh, one of the presiding authorities had been here from Santiago, who report that there has been no loss of life so far as we know. And our, our people are holding fast, not taking part in the political turmoil, rising above it, as true members of the Church of Jesus Christ are expected to do, giving allegiance to those who, who are in, those, uh, in command and not wishing to take sides, but merely to bow their heads and yield obedience to that of the authority of the government where they are. We pray for our saints everywhere. Pray that they'll hold steadfast. But some of the greatest of our enemies are those within our own ranks. It was the, it was the lament of the Master. I can imagine his feelings when he, as he uh, witnessed one of those chosen men that under inspiration of the Lord, he chose as one of the twelve. And to have this man betray him with a kiss and for a few paltry dollars turn him over to his enemies and then stood by and realized the enormity of what he'd done and he took the only escape out to sacrifice himself. And of him... How could he explain it other than the devil entered into him? He had a devil. That's all he could say. When we see some of our own doing similar things, some who have been uh, recognized and honored in places as teachers and leaders, we see them call or fall by the wayside. Our hearts are made sore and tender, but Sometimes we have to say, just like the Master said, the devil has entered into them. We had a few years ago a woman who had written some scurrilous things about the Prophet Joseph Smith. Mention was made of it here in this conference. So shortly thereafter, I met someone on the street and they asked me how, if there had been a revelation 
or an utterance that might be considered as a prophecy. And I said, did you hear the closing remarks of President George Albert Smith as he closed this conference? If you did, you heard a prophet speaking, and let me read, let me tell you what he said. I happen to have the clipping in my wallet. This is what President George Albert Smith said. Many have belittled Joseph Smith, but those who have will be forgotten in the remains of Mother Earth, and the odor of their infamy will ever be with them. But honor, majesty, and fidelity to God exemplified by Joseph Smith and attached to his name will never die. No truer words were ever spoken. And that person fell just as all others who have tried to tear down the work of the Lord. We have writing in the public press occasionally, those who have fallen by the wayside, they befouled the names that they have, and they have disgraced the honors that we had given to them in times past and are trying to, to join the forces of the enemy against the work of the Lord. And we can say to them, as the President said then, they, uh, those who have will be forgotten in the remains of Mother Earth and the odor of their infamy will ever be with them. But honor, majesty, and fidelity to God exemplified by the leaders of this church attached to his name will never die. I always remember when I hear these things said by these who are trying to tear down. For the Lord said, Wherefore, confound your enemies, call upon them to meet you both in public and private. Wherefore, let them bring forth their strong reasons against the Lord. For verily thus saith the Lord unto you, There is no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. But if any man shall lift his voice against you, he shall be confounded in his own time, confounded in mine own due time. Wherefore, keep my commandments. And what he's so kind to say to us, I'll take care of your enemies. You continue to keep the commandments. So you saints of the Most High God, when these things come, and they will come, this has been prophesied, you just say, no weapon formed against the work of the Lord will ever prosper. But all glory and majesty to this work that the Lord gave will long be remembered after these who have tried to befoul their names and the name of the church will be forgotten and their works will follow after them. We feel sorry for them when we see these things happen. Now one thing more I should like to say. I'm sure that many people came to this conference with many questions on their minds, seeking to know the answer to some of the troublesome things, uh, wanting to know what to do in, the, in this case or in that case, how to act. And as we have listened uh, to their questions, we have remembered what the Lord said here in the preface to the Revelations. 
He said, The arm of the Lord shall be revealed. And they, and the day cometh that they who will not hear the voice of his servants, the voice of the Lord, neither the voice of his servants, neither give heed to his words, the words of the prophets and apostles shall be cut off from among the people. And then he said, What I, the Lord, have spoken, I have spoken. I excuse not myself. Though the heavens pass away, my word shall not pass away, but shall all be fulfilled. For whether by mine own voice or by the voice of my servants, it shall be the same. And in another great revelation, he spelled out something else that we should have the saints remember today. Because where are you going to go to listen, to find out what the Lord wants you to do today? He said, And this shall be an ensample unto them, meaning he's talking now to those who are the leaders of the church. When they speak as moved upon by the Holy Ghost, whatsoever they shall speak when moved upon the Holy Ghost shall be Scripture, shall be the will of the Lord, the mind of the Lord, the word of the Lord, shall be the voice of the Lord, and the power of God unto salvation. To the twelve, shortly after the organization of the church, he said something else that I'd like you to remember before I draw one or two conclusions from what the Lord has told us here. The Lord now here, he's talking about the revelations that now we have compiled in the Doctrine and Covenants. And I read just the other night something that the Prophet Joseph Smith said about the Book of Mormon. I said to the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct book in all the world and the keystone of our religion, and one could get near to God by following its precepts than by any other book. And then he added, if we, if we didn't have the Book of Mormon and the revelations of God, we would have nothing. It's that foundation upon which the Church and Kingdom of God is built in our day. And so these, with these, respect to these revelations, the Lord said this in the 18th section of the Doctrine and Covenants. And now I speak unto you the twelve. Behold, my grace is sufficient for you. You must walk upright to before me and sin not. And I, Jesus Christ, your Lord and your God, have spoken it. These words, meaning the revelations, are not of man, but of me. Wherefore you can testify that they are of me and not of man. For it is my voice that speaketh them unto you. For they are given by my Spirit unto you, and by my power you can read them one to another. And save it were by my power, you could not have them. And then he added this, listen, Wherefore you can testify, meaning that when one stands in the pulpit and reads from these revelations, you can testify that you have heard my voice, and that you know my words. For he said, For whether by my own voice or by the moist voice of my servants, it is the same. Now, you Latter-day Saints, I think I've never attended a conference where in the last three, day, three days we've heard, heard more inspired declarations on most every subject and problem that, that you've been worrying about. If you want to know what the Lord would have the saints 
know and have the guide and direction for the next six months. You get a copy of the proceedings of this conference, and you'll have the last word of the Lord so far as the saints are concerned and all others who are not of us, but who believe what has been said has been the mind of the Lord and the will of the Lord and the voice of the Lord and the power of God unto salvation. As I have thought of that, realizing that that's a very bold statement to make, I have thought uh, of a great revelation where the Lord said something about the creations of the world. In the 88th section of the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord said, The earth rolls upon her wings, and the sun giveth his light by day, and the moon giveth her light by night. And the stars also give their light as they roll upon their wings and in their glory, in the midst of the power of God. Unto what shall I liken these kingdoms, that they may may understand? Behold, all these are kingdoms. And any man who hath seen any or the least of these hath seen God moving in his majesty and in his power. You Latter-day Saints, likewise I say to you as I stand with you and see the moving hand of the Lord in the affairs of the nations of the world today. When we see the signs of our times as foretold by the prophets and by the Master himself, and we see what's happening in the things transpiring before us in our day and in the Church that we have been witnessing as some of the most dramatic things that you can testify that you're watching and you're seeing what the Lord is unraveling for the need of the people today. May I paraphrase what the Lord has said in that great revelation, the 88th section, Any man who hath seen any or the least of these happenings hath seen God today moving in his majesty and in his power. Let us make no mistake about that. You Latter-day Saints, where else can you go? Where is there safety in the world today? There is safety can't be won by tanks and guns and airplanes and atomic bombs and whatnot. There's only one safety, and that's within the realm of the power of Almighty God that he gives to those who keep his commandments and listen to his voice as he speaks in through the channels that he has ordained for that purpose. He said, uh, as the last uh, answer that he gave to his disciples when he told them that he was coming again, he said some powerful things to them. They were mourning his coming, and he said something about the end of the world. And they said uh, to him, Tell us, when shall the end of the world come? Or the destruction of the wicked, which is the end of the world? And therein you have the definition of what it means to say the end of the world. And then he gave what we have, what we read in the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew. 
He gave the sign, he said, when you, when a fig tree begins to put forth her leaves, then you may know that summer is nigh, even at your very doors. And then he, he said, when these things happen, then he gave them certain signs. Ye may know that, his, that my coming is nigh even at your very doors. Therefore, in those days there shall be great, great tribulation on the Jews and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The war is now on, and you know what's happening, and will happen because that's the greatest target of Satan, because there's one of the holiest pieces of property in all the world. There will be great tribulation on the Jews and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, such as was not before sent upon Israel of God from the beginning of their kingdom until this time. No, nor ever shall send, send again unto upon Israel. And except those days should be shortened, there should be none of their flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, according to the covenant, those days shall be shortened. Behold, these things I have spoken unto you concerning the Jews, and again after the tribulation of those days which shall come upon Jerusalem, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For in those days there shall arise false Christs, false prophets, will show great signs and wonders, so much that if possible they shall deceive the very elect, who are the elect according to the covenant. That means the members of this church. Then I say unto you, Go not into the desert to look for him. Behold, he's in the secret chambers. When they say that, believe him not. For as the light of the morning cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And then he said, he speaks of the wars that shall come. When nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famine, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in divers places, iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall not be overcome, the same shall be saved. And again, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all the nations before the end shall come, and then shall the destruction of the wicked, the end of the world. And immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Verily I say unto you, in this, this generation in which these things shall be shown forth shall not pass away until all that I have told you shall be fulfilled. But at the coming of that time, that day, and there the hour, no man knoweth, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. It shall be with them as it was in the days when before the flood for until the day that Noah entered into the ark, they were eating and drinking and marrying and given in marriage. And they knew not until the flood came and took them away, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall it be fulfilled which is written, that in the last days two shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two shall be grinding at the mill and the one shall be taken and the other left. And what I say unto one, I say unto all men, watch therefore. For you know not at what hour your Lord doth come. Therefore be ye also ready. 
For in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Brothers and sisters, this is the day the Lord is speaking of. You see the signs are here. Be ye therefore ready. The brethren have told you how to prepare to be ready. We've never had a conference where there has been so much direct instruction, so much admonition, when the problem has been defined and when the solution to the problem has been suggested. Let's not turn a deaf ear now and listen to these as the words that have come from the Lord, inspired of him. And we'll be safe on Zion's hill until all that the Lord has for his children shall have been accomplished. And so in the closing moments of this conference, I've been moved, I think, as I've never been moved before in all my life. If it were not for the assurance that I have that the Lord is near to us, guiding, directing, the burden would almost be on my strength, but because I know that he's there and that he can be appealed to, and if we have ears to hear attuned to him, we'll never be left alone. And as I think of these great men whom the Lord has brought to our help, and great men like President Tanner and President Romney and the Twelve and all the general authorities, the unity the like of which we've never experienced in my lifetime, unified, working as one voice, follow the brethren, listen to them, brethren. I bear you my witness as one whom the Lord has brought to this place, as Brother Gordon Hinckley has said, I guess I was like that shaft that was polished. As I look back, maybe all of that had a purpose. But thank the Lord, maybe I've passed some of the tests, but maybe there'll have to be more before I shall have been polished to do all that the Lord would want me to do. Sometimes when the veil has been very thin, if the struggle had been still more, maybe then there would have been no veil. But I stand by not asking for anything more than the Lord wants to give me. But I know that he is up there, and he's guiding and directing So I bless you, wonderful saints. Go back to your homes now. Take the love of the general authorities back to your people. I do bless the saints in all parts of the world. I bless those who are not members of the church, the world. May we reach out to those who have lost their sense of direction. And before it's too late, try to win them back into the fold, because they're all God's children, and he wants us to save all of them. Peace be with you. Not the peace that comes from legislation in the halls of Congress, but the peace that comes in the way that the Master said, by overcoming all the things of the world. 
that God may help us so to understand, and may you know that I know, with a certainty that defies all doubt, that this is his work, that he's guiding us and directing us today, as he has done in every dispensation of the gospel. And I say that with all the humility of my soul, and leave you my blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.